Hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of The Mondo Show. I am your host, Mondo, and welcome to Studio B here at Morningside USA, home of the Voice of the Prophets Network, the PTL Network. Can you believe that, that the PTL Network is, you know, we launched it about a year ago, and here we are. This program and the Jim Baker Show, Life with Lori, Raise Your Voice, so many different people on the network, people that you probably won't see on any other network other than here at the PTL Network. <laughs> Listen, this program is being syndicated nationwide from L.A. to Miami to New York City, Pennsylvania. I urge you to go to ptlnetwork.com and find out the channel listings for your area the times that this program airs. I know it airs probably every Monday at 7 p.m. and throughout the week as well, so you want to check that out. But go to ptlnetwork.com, get the channel listings for your area, and find out how you can get this program. So many different guests from around the world literally are coming to the program to share their message. You know, I created this program to bring people that have a voice in this culture right now. Some people you may agree with, some people you may disagree with, but I believe it's time to start having a conversation with people that have had an opportunity to have a platform, and sometimes that platform doesn't really necessarily uh, sit well with you or maybe even with me, but it's time to have a conversation with people that have something to say. You know, there's a lot of questions that we deal with in our culture right now. And Christianity is at the forefront or probably in the middle of every conversation right now. When it has to deal with uh, COVID-19, the church, our faith, what we believe in is in the middle of that conversation. When it comes to the culture issues, the church, Christianity, evangelicals, it, they sit in the middle of that conversation as well. No matter what the conversation is today, you can almost guarantee that a Christian or Christian values, evangelicals are in the middle of every conversation, every political conversation, every cultural conversation. And we must understand why is it that we find ourselves in the middle of every conversation in the culture today? It's important that you understand where we are as a nation, as a culture, as a people. And as people of faith, we have to understand what time we're living in right now. Because perhaps we could be living one of the most important times in our history. And if we don't understand what role we should play in this part of history, you may be lost yourself. And maybe, maybe you don't care. Maybe, maybe you just don't care if you're in the middle of it or what even, what's even happening around the, around the nation, around the country, or you as a Christian, maybe, maybe it's none of your business. I don't know, but I think you should make it your business. I think you need to be aware of your surroundings and why this is an important time in history that we're living in right now. Because in the, in the next five to 10 years, I believe society will look differently. I believe that Christian values are going to look different. I believe some of the freedoms that we are dealing with right now, we may not have them in the next five, 10 years if we don't stand up 
and really voice our opinion in the public square. And what is the public square? It's social media. It's anywhere that you have a platform. And right now, because of what we believe in and, and, and some of the things that we're talking about seem to have a battlefield called social media, whether it be Twitter, whether it be YouTube, whether it be Facebook, so many different platforms that are out there. Those are just the well-known ones. There's so many other platforms that we don't even get to talk about, but you know them. And if you live in those platforms, you know that if you're a Christian and you hold Christian values, most likely you are not welcome or you're being censored, you're being silenced. And most of the time, if you have a social media platform that is big enough to catch the attention of those that don't like you, you may end up even in court fighting for your rights. And my special guest today did that very thing. He lost a 16-year career that he put it all on the line. And you're going to hear about that because he's a former chaplain that served in the military for almost 16 years, but landed in court. For what reason? Stay tuned. Because it's important to understand where we are as a nation. Now, look, America is divided. You don't have to be a scientist or a rocket scientist, let alone that, to understand that America is a divided nation. We are divided and every front. Economically, we're divided. Politically, we're divided. Uh, religious freedoms, we're, we're divided in that very issue. We're divided even when it comes to who is the king of the culture. Listen, America is a divided nation. We know that. But where do we go from there? Where do you go from there? What's your stance? Where do you, what side are you in that so many people are fighting for and if you don't understand where you should be, you know what? You may be one of those people that are confused then. I don't know. I'm, I'm one of those that um, happens to know a lot of different things that are going on. And sometimes it's very difficult to hold to this side and that side. But one thing I know for sure is that the word of God is what I stand on. It's what I hold dear. It's what, it's what I hold truth in my heart and what I believe in. But even saying that puts me in the category that the culture is rejecting right now. Listen, you don't know me. You don't know what I stand for. I love everybody. The Bible is for the whosoever will. Jesus came to die for all of us. I'm not here to judge you. I'm not here to judge your lifestyle. I'm, not here. I'm here to love you. Listen, I'm the last person that can judge anyone. If you knew my story, you would know that the world said, lock him up, throw the key away. There was no hope for a guy like me. As a matter of fact, the fact that I'm sitting here hosting my own program, being syndicated nationally through the PTL network is a miracle. I'm an example of God's restoration that God can use a guy like me with a background and a past, then God can use you. Listen, you're not that messed up yet that God cannot use you. But you have to believe in yourself. You have to fight through some of the obstacles in life to understand that what God wants you in your life is to be joyful, is to find peace with God in a relationship with God. 
And I don't know what they told you about God. I don't know what experience you've had with church and organized religion. But I can tell you it's not the God of the Bible. Oh, man, one of these days we're going to talk about that. Maybe maybe I'm not going to invite anybody. I'm just going to sit here and tell you my story and hope that you can identify. Because if a person like me can sit here and have a national television program, then I know God can use you wherever you are. Listen, I want to thank you for your support. I want to thank you for praying for me. I want to thank you for standing with me. And one of the ways that you've done that is you have ordered the Roku Express. The Roku Express is a new way to be able to watch streaming programming, and it is the fastest growing device on streaming from Netflix to Hulu, Prime Video, YouTube, HBO Now, Showtime, ESPN, and of course, all the local channels. But my favorite one is the PTL Network. And by ordering today the Roku Express for a gift of $30, all you have to do is go to ptlshop.com or you can give me a call at 1-888-777-3530. But this is how you help me continue to bring this program into your home. And you know what? Thank you for your support. And the Roku Express has been a great gift in my life. I own several in my house. My kids love it. And if you don't know what Roku is, I want you to watch this video just to give you a little insight on Roku Express. Then I'm going to come back and introduce Dr. Gordon Kling and Schmidt. <laughs> He's also known as Dr. Chaps. Stay tuned. Watch this. Introducing Roku Express. Fast, high-definition streaming made easy. Featuring a new compact design. Setup is a cinch with the included HDMI cable. You can even attach it to your TV. It's perfect for first-time streamers and great for secondary TVs. Use the simple remote to control your player. Easily find free TV, live news, sports, movies, and premium subscriptions all on the Roku channel. Your home for free and premium TV. Search across top streaming channels and see your results ranked by price. I can teach you to be Spider-Man. Roku Express is high-definition streaming made easy for everyone in the house. And it makes an amazing gift. And that is the Roku Express. Again, all you have to do is go to ptlshop.com, get your order, get your Roku Express right now. Listen, it is, I think it's over 36 million people already have this device. It's the fastest growing streaming uh, device in the world. And we have it here today for a donation of $30 to the ministry. You can order the Roku Express right now by going to ptlshop.com or you can give me a call at 1-888-777-3530. Order the Roku Express. And by the way, you can watch my special guest, Dr. Chaps. Hello, Mondo. Listen, you're an author. Yes, sir. Right? You're an activist. Yes. And you're a television host. I am. Tell me about your program. 
So I, I lead a news program every day on, on your father's network. It's called PIJN News. It's on the PTL network every day at 5.30 Eastern or 6 a.m. Eastern. you got to get up early if you want to watch the news. <laughs> but have you ever seen a TV news anchor stop and pray with his audience after every story? I have never have. We don't just report the news. We pray the news in Jesus' name. Now, why is that? Why is it that you pray after every news story? Because we want to, mo our goal is not just to watch history as a spectator. Mm -hmm. We want to invite God to help us change history as we are reporting it. And so we'll talk about uh, religious liberty issues or pro-life or Israel, and we'll say, that's bad news, but, but we know a good God. So let's stop and pray. And we pray in Jesus' name that God will intervene in history and defeat the devil. We discern the spirits. So we report not just the news, but what are the demons behind some of the people in the news? And what is the Spirit of God and His angels? We discern the angels and, and the, the voice of God behind some of the good people in the story. And then we pray that there will be more of God and less of the devil. And in this way, we think when God answers our prayers, and He does, He's a good God, that we are making an impact and we mobilize you, the TV audience, as the intercessors Absolutely. to pray with us. Before we get into your book, you know, I created this program for my culture, where we come from. You represent a group of people in the world that watch you and they identify with you. But before we get into your book, I want people to know you. I want my the people that watch this program because I created this program for to have a conversation. Yeah. And we may agree to disagree with people, but that's not even the issue. The issue is we got to start talking. We got to start asking Absolutely. the questions. We're not about offending one another, man. I, I don't like people that are so sensitive that cannot talk about everything in life. Yeah. I learn by asking questions. If you want to know the truth, I like what that. kept me alive in the streets is I ask questions. But I ask questions because I was curious on life. Yeah. The same thing about now. And, and before we get into your book, let's talk about you, because you had a 16 year career in the in the military and then you risked it all because For of Jesus. what you believe in. Yeah. Right. And well, let me back before even that. Um, I am the greatest of sinners. You tell about your story. Well, I was a drunk. I was an alcoholic. I was a, a, an addict. So you weren't perfect. I was not. Uh, when I was 18, I used coarse language. I was a womanizer. I was into all kinds of sin. Uh, I actually just learned recently. I was adopted when I was three, but my first three years, I grew up in the projects. Did I, you? I had a single mom, and she was poor, and that's part of the reason she gave me up for adoption. I just became reacquainted with her. Wow. After, 50, after 48 years apart, I get a letter in the mail two years ago, and it's from Mrs. Donna Hale. And it says, Dear Dr. Gordon Klingenschmidt, when I was 19, I was a single mom. I gave birth to a son. He was born on your birthday, and I named him Gordon. And you might be this person. And here's a picture of you. And I turn it over. There's a picture of me when I was two years old. What did that do to you? I thought, this is a miracle. You know, my, I'm so grateful for my adoptive parents. Mm -hmm. Carl and Joanne Klingenschmidt took me into their home and raised me in the Catholic faith. Uh, until I was 18. Then I was born again in a Pentecostal Bible study. But they gave me every opportunity to go to the Air Force Academy, to have a military career, to, to be a TV host. Thank God for my adoptive parents. My mom, Joanne, passed away four years ago. Mm. And then two years ago, I hear from my birth mom. And I'm reading this letter, and I thought, I never thought I would meet her. 
But I flew to Buffalo. I met with my birth mom. I showed up on her doorstep and I said, uh, Mother, I haven't seen you in 48 years. I've been on an adventure, but I've, I've, I've come home if you'll take me back. Oh, <laughs> listen, this is why you cannot judge a book by its cover. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah. why, listen, I don't know what it is about the world and even Christianity that they forget the stories. Yeah. I always tell people the most powerful tool you have with you is your story. No one can take it from you. That's right. Listen, if you don't know what else to build from, build from the testimony that you have. I Listen, this is why I love talking to people like you because you never know what's behind the headlines. You never yeah. know. When I Googled you, you're a controversial man. <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> Just a right? Little bit. I mean, you, 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 some people draw controversy. Some people make controversy. I don't I made trouble. I was, listen, my mom, oh, God, I created so much trouble yeah. in the neighborhood. But when I Googled you, it was like, boom, boom, boom. I mean, I can go down the list. Oh, of the left things, does not right? like me. But I'm saved by the blood of Jesus, right? When, despite being a drunk at age 18, I was born again in a Pentecostal Bible study. When I heard the voice of God, they showed me the scriptures. They read to me in Romans 10, 9, that if you will believe, confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord mm -hmm. and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And they asked me, Gordon, have you ever been saved? And I said, no, I, I don't know anything about this. I know about the Catholic faith, but I don't know about Jesus. And that day I was born again, 13 December, 1986. I bowed my knees and I prayed the sinner's prayer. Mm -hmm. Very simple. It, it, the idea of the prayer that I remember was, Jesus, I don't want to be my own boss anymore. I want you to be the boss of my life. Come into my heart and take over my life. And he did. He changed my life. He got rid of my sins. He forgave me and turned me into a radical preacher for Jesus. I wanted to be an evangelist and I went into ministry. I eventually got a master of divinity and I became a Navy chaplain. Wow. And that, the being a chaplain got you in trouble. <laughs> yeah. The government said, the, what happened? Let, listen, yeah. I, my time is, I can't believe it. I, you know, you, you're on television. Our time just flies so fast. I'll give you the short version. Like, give me the short version. What happened that made the headlines of why would a chaplain make the headlines? Well, I'm an Air Force Academy graduate. I had an award-winning career, but they wouldn't let me be an Air Force chaplain. So I switched to the Navy so I could preach the gospel. And I was so privileged. I took a demotion, but I went to chaplain school. They made me a chaplain. I went on a, on a ship, USS Anzio. I went to sea. My sailors fought in Operation Iraqi Freedom. I was there with them. We came home and then we fed the homeless. Mm. Every Friday I would take my sailors in Norfolk to feed homeless people on the streets and they won six awards for community service, including best in the Navy. Wow. So I had an award-winning career, but then a controversy happened. In uh, March of 06, the Secretary of the Navy wrote a bad policy, 1730.7C, to say chaplains cannot pray in Jesus' name outside of church. You can pray to God. You can say amen, but if you say the J word, you might offend somebody. So you can be punished by your commander if you pray in Jesus' name in public. And I said, I want to be the first. I volunteered. Jesus did so much. He sacrificed his life on the cross for me. I cannot be ashamed of his name. I cannot deny Christ when ordered by the government. So I took a stand. I stood in front of the White House in my Navy uniform. This is March 2006. And on a public sidewalk on a Thursday morning, I prayed in Jesus' name on national television. Mm. And I broke the policy four different ways. And then I went to court, right? They offered to punish me quietly with a piece of paper in my record. I said, no, 
I demand my own misdemeanor court martial. You get, called for it. I called for it. And so God, you, when I look at that, that means you controlled your narrative before yeah. they did it. Yeah. You controlled the controversy before they did it. Yeah. I was talking to some of our team members yesterday, and I said, you know, when you control your narrative, they can't use it against you. They don't know what to do. They yeah. don't know how to respond. And when I, your book, How to Liberate the World, Here's a copy. was based out of that experience to help us understand. This is the book right here. I want you to order the book. I'll put a link on the screen because we have to understand a step-by-step guide to take back the country. And you took the steps. You knew what you were getting into, correct? Yes. I demanded my own trial, and there was a judge and a jury and a prosecutor, and I'm on defense for my faith. And people ask, why would you ever do that? Because I wanted to put the trial on, on uh, the, the policy on trial. And the, I dared the judge, and he did. He enforced that new policy, 1730.7c. I was found guilty of worshiping in public in my uniform. Mm. Now, you think that's not a crime, but the, the policy yes. made that a crime. You cannot do worshiping in public in your uniform. Guilty of disobeying lawful orders based on this policy. But then a miracle happened, Mondo. And that is, my story ran in 500 newspapers, and the public came to my defense. 300,000 Americans petitioned Congress, and I was vindicated by Congress. I went to Capitol Hill. I met with the chief of staff for the top senator over the Pentagon, and Senator John Warner of Virginia. He made a speech on the floor of the U.S. Senate, and he said, I am being besieged by bloggers, emails, phone calls, faxes. (laughs) Everyone wants to let chaplains pray in Jesus' name. So by order of Congress, we are ordering the Navy to reverse this bad policy. And one month later, October of 06, the Navy repented. They rescinded the policy. And now the chaplains can pray in Jesus' name, even in uniform, even in public, seven days a week. We won the reversal, but that was the end of my career. What is your message you want people to get out of this book, How to Liberate the World? What is your message? What are you based it on? Because you have 30... We have 30 days to learn, meaning 30, almost like Bible studies that we can take from here. And what is your message you want us to get from this? Well, this is how to change bad policies, Uh, how to liberate the world, a step-by-step guide to take back your country. And there are 30 powerful political tools that are often used by the left that we can start to use as Christians to establish the kingdom of God today in in our times in, in the government. For example, how to write a press release and get your story in the newspapers. I've done that. How to organize a petition drive and get 1,000 or 300,000 people to sign your petition. I've done that. How to do fundraising for your organization. That one chapter alone is worth the price of the book. Suggested, you know, donation, $20 to your ministry here. Um, Or, for example, how to run for office and win your own seat in the legislature or school board. I've done that. I ran for office, and I won a seat in the Colorado State House of Representatives. Even though I was honorably discharged from the Navy, I lost a 16-year career as an officer. I lost a million-dollar pension. My wife and I were evicted from our home. There was a great price, but people ask me, chaps, was it worth it? Would you do all that again? And I say, yes, because I kept my soul, and I was vindicated by Congress. Now the other chaplains have the freedom that I was denied, even though it was never grandfathered back to my case, We've now helped change bad laws or policies in 13 states using the principles in how to liberate the world. We have sent 5 million petitions to Congress. 
We have helped change federal law twice. Now all the troops and all the chaplains have religious freedom again because Congress listens to us. There are more Christians than there are atheists. And that's why we can organize petition drives and sometimes even win elected office. Somebody out there is going to run for office because you buy a copy of How to Liberate the World. I got to ask you this, and, and can you come back? When you come back, I want to talk about the other controversies that are online. I love controversy because you have to understand it's where we live. And if you're a Christian, we're in the middle of controversy because of what we believe in. I mean, you have controversy with the LGBTQ if you're a Christian. You're in controversy if you're part of the culture. You're in controversy if you're trying to process money with credit cards. I mean, it seems like we're constantly in controversy. But what I've learned is don't be afraid of controversy. If you know that you know that you know, don't be afraid to engage in a battle, in a fight. Listen, I grew up fighting. Yes. I was never fearful to fight big man, small man, all kinds of man. I was just, I knew what I was ready for. Yeah. I knew how I prepared physically and emotionally and mentally for a fight. And as a Christian, I'm afraid that we don't prepare good enough to go up against some of these amazing yeah. battles that you have faced in the court system. Real quick, is it okay for a Christian to be an activist? Yes, I think we're called to do this, even in the Lord's Prayer. Jesus asked, teaches us to pray, let thy kingdom come, let thy will be done here on earth in the same way it's already being done up in heaven. God's will is not always done here. We need to pray it in. We need to be spiritual warriors. You were a fighter. Well, well I'm, I'm a spiritual fighter, right? Um, and so we invite God and we fight with the angels on our side and we defeat the devil. Uh, listen, I've seen exorcisms. You've done some deliverance ministry. You know the devil is real, and sometimes he's inside of people, and they hate Jesus, and they hate us because they hated Jesus first. But we love them, and, our, and love is one of the best weapons that we have, especially for the people who accuse us, the LGBT community. We show them the love of Christ. We pray for their soul. When they come to Christ, they're delivered and forgiven of their sins, just like I was the greatest of sinners, and Jesus can forgive you. I wonder if maybe I could pray with someone in Let's your audience. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. If you're watching today and you don't know Jesus, I want you to repeat this simple prayer. Father in heaven, I turn my life over to you. And I've been wrapped up in my own sins and I'm away from God, but I don't want to be my own boss anymore. Jesus, I want you to be the boss of my life. I surrender everything and I ask you to forgive me of my sins. Take, it, take over my life. Come into me, Jesus and fill me with your love for God and love for my neighbor. I surrender my life to you, Jesus, and I want you to be my Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Dr. Chaps, thank you. I know your, your, your time is very valuable, and I appreciate you. I appreciate what you wrote. Listen, you got to go get the book, How to Liberate the World, a step-by-step -step guide to take back your country. These are steps that you can take to really organize the vision. Listen, I want to help you. And the way I can help you is by bringing people like Dr. Chaps that can bring material, the tools into your, ha into your hands, into your home, so you can have the same insight that God gave him. Together, we can make a difference. Together. I love together. One of those days, we ought to preach on togetherness. There's a Bible preaching sermon and togetherness, and we can change the world together. Listen, I have to go.
I can spend hours talking to you because you have so much. I love what you said yesterday after the program when we yeah. filmed with the Jim Baker show. I'm not wealthy, but I have stories. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Exactly. Come back and share your stories, and maybe we can get wealthy together, right? But <laughs> Listen, I have to go. But remember, no matter what you're going through, keep the faith. God is in control. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.